Hello and welcome to Spotlight on Inclusive Coaching, a podcast series brought to you by Active Herefordshire in Worcestershire and the University of Worcester. The series aims to inspire and inform aspiring coaches across all sports and disciplines who are interested in gaining knowledge about how inclusive coaching can have a huge impact upon the athletes and the differences and similarities about how it should be approached. So we're inviting coaches to engage with us, take away some tips and see how they feel about inclusive coaching. There are six podcasts in the series covering a mixture of sports, ice skating, football, tennis, athletics, rugby and basketball. In these interviews, we're going to discover how our coaches have adapted and rounded their skills to become more inclusive and what it requires each time they step on the pitch, the court or the arena with their athletes. We'll talk about the challenges faced and the incredible rewards too. In this episode, we're talking with Tom Reeves, an amateur rugby player who turned his hand to coaching at local and youth levels before coming across Worcester's mixed ability rugby side a few years ago. He feels the approach you need to athletes in inclusive sport is one that should be applied everywhere. And he loves welcoming new players to the club with a key mantra that you're not alone. He recently won an award for his coaching with the team, which makes him the perfect coach to kick off our series on inclusive coaching. Hi, I'm Tom Reeves and I'm the Mixability Lead at Worcester Rugby Football Club. Just tell us about your current coaching role and what, what that is and who that's for. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm the head coach for the, the two mixed ability teams that we now have, both men's and women's. Uh, so we'll see the teams and, and the coaching that goes on. And what do you love about being involved in that? It's just so much fun. It can be stressful, but it's the small but consistent incremental gains that you see those people make week after week and the smiles on their faces. And when you talk to them at the bar and you get WhatsApps from them, um, and you speak to their parents or their friends or you have those little moments usually drunkenly uh, or, or afterwards when people are relaxed and they, they tell you maybe where they're at where they have been where they are now and the difference you've somehow helped make that's, mm. that's, that's what you do so how did you first get into into your sport? Uh, in terms of mixed ability um, that was a kind of a happy accident um, in terms of rugby I've always been a massive rugby fan um, played. I played for my school and played county prop. Would you believe the svelte version of me now? I was smaller and chunkier uh, in my youth until about 16. Um, had a couple of injuries and stuff, but yeah, played at a decent level for my age. Um, but yeah, always felt difficult because this shows my age. The contacts weren't so common then, didn't really get on with them when I did try them. Then we didn't have a team 16 to 18, and this shows how important it is schools, uh, sporting schools. Um, so just natural break, couldn't play really. It was much more difficult to get to, to a club. And then, yeah, uh, I just concentrated on my job and my life until about 28, where I got made redundant and I had to move up to the Midlands to start a new job. And um, I was working as a radio producer, so I was kind of, um, you know, very early shift. So I was done by early afternoon. And uh, one of my neighbours, just trying to get to know people, didn't know anyone in the area, just bumped into him in the street, got talking, trying to make friends. Hello, friend. And uh, he helped out at the local rugby club. And um, so he invited me up. He said they needed a coach for their under-13s, um, got me to come along. And it was just a you know, way of, I suppose, getting to know the community there, getting to know people. Um, they had no coach, so... Um, I helped out as kind of an assistant coach because one of the other dads kind of stepped up. But I was quite into my fitness, so I just got them fit. So for like the next season, I blasted them fitness-wise uh, and got to know the lads uh, and just, yeah, began that there. And this 
this mixed ability role mm -hmm. that now sort of takes you onto a whole new level, I suppose, of, of inclusive coaching. Yeah. So, um, what, what's unique about how you do it, or, or what it involves with with mixed ability rugby? I'd, I'd never heard of it, and uh, yeah, I just saw a, a news article. I think I was trying to get to know the area, and really um, picked up a paper, and there was something in the back there about the, a mixed ability team. I'd never heard of the concept, and, and it spelled it out that you know you have people with disabilities, visible and and, and non-visible disabilities, playing on the same team as able-bodied people. And I just thought someone's going to get hurt. This is ridiculous. Um, but they needed a coach. Uh, it's strange. Not till you said that. I suppose. Do you know what? All good coaching should be inclusive whoever you're coaching. If you, your coaching is not inclusive, you're doing it wrong. And that doesn't matter who your audience is. Because um, if you're all, you know, if they're all able-bodied and they're all men and they're all 15, you've still got a squad of, I don't know, 20, 30 people who are all different. They have a lot of similarities and maybe more than some other teams, but they're all different. They'll have different fears. They'll have different objectives, come from different places, have trained and learned for different amounts of time, um, have different... Um, you know, pluses and, and, and weaknesses in their skill set, so it has to be inclusive. And I think that's changed me. I, I've, I've, mixed ability sport, mixed ability rugby has changed me as a person. I never, I, I didn't have as much empathy for other people's point of view, other people's problems, challenges in life, and, and I like to think this has improved me as a person. But yeah, it, to get back to I suppose your, your actual question, you do have to be more aware. That's what it makes you think of, you have to be more aware, you're more inquisitive of, okay, you look, uh, to an abbreviation, I'm doing a little quote marks, normal, um, but no one is, and it, you're just asking those other questions, going, oh, rather than, have you played rugby before, what standard, right, crack on, you know, is there anything you need to share with us, How, you know, what do you do for work, do you have family, um, you give them a bit of a, you get, tell them about the ethos of the team, in terms of how inclusive it is, and we welcome people, of all backgrounds and of all challenges. And I, and I usually say to most people when they start as well, I, I kind of remind them, I say, look, everyone here and everyone in life has something. It could be that they still like to go to bed with a teddy bear that they had when they were eight years old. They still might, they might still need to have the light on on the landing when they go to sleep. It might be something bigger. They might have PTSD, they might suffer with dyspraxia, dyslexia, uh, depression, um, you know, bipolar. Uh, they might have a, eating disorder, they might have sensory needs, they might have physical disabilities. Everything, everyone's got something. And if people keep that in mind when they come to a session, then they'll fit right in. And that usually then opens the door to a conversation about whatever their the challenge is. Challenge is. <clears throat> and not everyone has one. We, we, have, we have plenty of able-bodied uh, players who have no physical or mental needs, but they might be beginners. They might not have played for 20 years, 30 years, one guy, uh, Lee. He's listening, he's come back recently, he's had played for 30 years in school, uh, but wants to get fit, you know, uh, jump into a high level would be too much for him. Uh, so he just wants an inclusive, friendly, welcoming team where he can just run around and, and shake off the rust for 30 years. So are there similar or different challenges in inclusive coaching? It doesn't sound like actually there, there are if you're applying the same things, but what things did you sort of have to overcome when you first got into it that were different to, to normal coaching? I think it's just being much more aware. And again, I think all coaches should be this, but you don't have to be, so you forget to be, which is, is natural. Um, we have a lot more coaches, 
per head. So you you know if you're we sometimes look over at the senior teams and if we maybe got one coach, two coaches running a, a session for 20, 30 lads, you know we've got seven or eight coaches. Not always there at the same time, but you mm-hmm. normally have at least three or four coaches during a session who who are they might be joining in, but they're visible, they're aware, they're watching because you have so many different needs, abilities. Um, and we might have three or four different drills or, or, or games going on simultaneously um, for various reasons. So we have to have, I suppose, a bigger staff, bigger support of that volunteer base. Um, but it's just being more aware what's their needs, what's their objectives. And there are a lot more, whereas before, we're like, oh, I thought the whole team needs to get better at passing and one or two might need to improve their kicking. Whereas this one, you've got, all right, Scotty, who's, uh, I'll, I'll use him as a direct example, he's been with us 18 months and, and so he'd been working really hard he couldn't catch a goal when he first arrived but like he had to really focus on his on his catching and he's excellent at catching and stuff now and catching and passing so now his confidence is is his attacking play and, and going through contact he never took contact before so now it's taking contact and to do that confidently and effectively he's a winger then we've got um like called andrew uh who's joined us recently andrew massey um if you listen andrew hello um who came with his mum and dad and didn't get on at various other rugby clubs because he had a lot of uh, other issues. He sometimes finds, you know, he gets quite frustrated with the world quite quickly. Um, so he's getting to know him and how he best works. Mm-hmm. So talking to his mum and dad and to him and sitting down and go, you know, how do we help you improve and do that? And uh, we played up in Derby on the weekend and he scored a genuine worldy of a try. I'll share it with you. If anyone else scored that try, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't know he has his own challenges. And a match winner as well, mm. and he's so happy, he's buzzing. Um, then we have guys who are who are brand new; they don't know if you throw the ball backwards or forwards, or they've never seen a rugby ball before. Um, then we have uh, uh, Tommy, who has kind of sensory needs, so sometimes we played on the Astro on a weekend in Derby, and that was very challenging for him. So grass, we've got him used to going with grass now, so he can lie down on grass, which he couldn't before. But Astro is very. Sets you, imagine all your whistles and bells and burglar alarms and fire alarms going off in your house simultaneously and your mobile phone. It's like that sometimes for him. Um, so it's just being aware of his, but there's, you have just more of those. So you just have to be a bit more aware. I just want to go back to something you said about the, the number of coaches. Mm. Does, does potentially good inclusive coaching require more coaches per head? I think it helps. I think because you can do so much more. Um, it's very hard sometimes to go, oh, right, we need to work on this. And then you're like, oh, yeah. You know, another guy I mentioned, Simon, you know, he uh, completely, uh, you know, he's otherwise able bodied, but he's been with us for a long time. Uh, and I, I can't remember if he'd never played rugby or not played for a long time. Um, but he's been with us for a while. He recently played for the Mixed Ability Representational Invitational, Representative Invitational, the Maris. But so he played for them recently, which is a great honour. And uh, he's a lovely lad, um, but he wants to transition. He wants to become a scrum half. So you've got players like that sometimes who want to change positions. So they want to improve a certain skill set. So you're doing a certain drill and you go, oh, I, you know, Simon wants to practice on his passing and stuff like that. And some of it you have to put back on them. Like you grab a mate and you go do that, whatever. And then we've got another lad, Justin, who's still really new with us. He does a lot of CrossFit, super fit fella, but he wants to get used, more used to contact. This is a new thing. So you're trying to build on all these individual needs as well as the group needs. So, yeah, we have a WhatsApp chat for our, our coaches and it's always like, right, what went well last week or what happened in the match, goods, bads, what has everyone's thoughts? And then we sort them into a kind of plan, but then we try and do what we kind of like, little, little breakout sessions. So if like, there's a common theme, that there's a few need to work on their okay. contact skills. We'll say, right, who wants to do that for 10, 20 minutes? We need to do this and someone do that. Um, so I just, yeah, having more allows you to do more. And I think, you know, our job is to super serve them and to, and to feel like 
they're improving every session both as a team and individually and the individual thing is often some and can be just as important if not more so as a team because it's it can be you know it can be easy to get lost mm-hmm. especially if you don't know what you're doing so you sometimes have to make sure they're getting improvements individually and just reassure them that the stuff fitting in the team will come which it does Hope you are enjoying the Spotlight on Inclusive Coaching podcast so far and taking some inspiration from our guests. We'll get back to that conversation shortly, but we just wanted to make you aware of the other episodes in the series. There are going to be six interviews with the different coaches, plus an introductory episode where we sit down and discuss all of the coaches' chats with the people behind the podcast, the Active Herefordshire and Worcestershire Partnership and the University of Worcester. The introductory podcast is out right now. Remember, you can find more details and links to all episodes at activehw.co.uk or just search for Spotlight on Inclusive Coaching. But now, let's get back to this podcast. Do you think, and you may well go back and say it is, you know, as you said right at the start, you know, inclusive coaching is it should be the pathway for kind of all coaching in theory. Yeah. But um, how much is that, you know, that conversation with with a player before you've even let them on a field, mm. more important in in inclusive coaching. How much does that form uh, the basis of really of, of what all coaches should be considering if they're inclusive coaching? But also, you know, how much more is that a thing compared to maybe where you, where you coached before? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, as the lads will say, um, everyone gets the spiel when they start. So I speak to every new starter. Uh, if I'm not there, the first session, which I try to be. And, and also their family, you know, the yep. families and, and people around them who yep. know them as well. Yeah. yeah. So we have, we've now built, because we're so like, you know, you rewind three years ago, coming out of lockdown, uh, it was me and one or two others doing everything. We now have a team of seven or eight coaches. Um, so one of the guys is kind of, there's three or four of them doing their badges presently. We've got a safeguarding team of three. I've got two team managers, two guys that help me with social media social secretary do you mean it, it becomes a large project mm-hmm. uh, and as we've set up now the women's mixability team we've sat them down and go look learn the lessons because we've been running this for seven years now get this structure in place as soon as possible because it spreads the ownership which means then people take it more seriously they're more involved they're more committed um, and they also start to understand and appreciate how much hard work it is um, but yeah everyone gets to the spiel everyone gets to the chat when they first arrive all the new starters about this is what it is this is what it isn't you know, you won't hear aggressive swearing. You might hear frustrated swearing, but you won't hear aggressive. That was this, that, and the other. You're completely, you know, you won't get that. And if you do, they they need to tell us because that's not how we roll. Um, and I, we have the talk about everyone has their, their one thing that I mentioned before. Um, and I also say, look, it's really simple. Our job is to make sure that you're better than you were 60 minutes ago and you're you enjoyed it. And that's all we ask. And if you do that, then we hope you'll come back. Mm-hmm. We give them the first month for free um, and we just try and break it down to make it nice and simple. Like, And that's the question at the end of every every session. Have you you know, have you know, learned something? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. As they're sweating and covered in mud. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. And we just break it down and take it week by week then. Go what, what, have, what have you learned from it all as someone as someone who, who, who coaches, mm. who's gone from starting out as a coach to now coaching in a way a similar discipline but something with completely different demands? Yeah. What have you what have you learned as a coach? Sport is the vehicle, it's not the destination. People and I think this is the challenge for a lot of sports clubs, people don't necessarily come to play rugby 
they come to find a home, to find a family, to not be alone, to feel reassured for a support structure, uh, social networking, um, to find a place, a place of belonging. You know, today's society has changed an awful lot. It sounds very old, but, you know, how many of us actually know the names of our neighbours? I know one of mine, and he's lovely. Well, they're lovely, Alan and Sue. Um, and, and, but I don't know many of the others. I might know one to wave, or, wave at, but it's very easy to feel isolated in today's society. You know, we work from home now, we don't maybe, um, and that has great benefits. I love it, but also it's nice to be around people. And I get my people fixed when I when I go to, to rugby, and it we need that, and it's very much a vehicle for that. The sport bit is actually just how we get there. Yeah. Um, but I've learned to listen more, and I've been put, I've realised how important relationships are of actually getting the most out of your players. Um, and yeah, spending an hour having a pint or a coffee or a chat or just stood on the sidelines is just as valuable, if not more valuable, than an hour on the on the on the pitch itself, showing them something. Thinking, do you think inclusive coaching has a bit of a power beyond just? I think you're getting at it there, but beyond just someone playing a sport and getting oh, yeah. fit. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've seen grown men cry. We feel we fulfilled lifelong dreams, including my own. Um, you know, mixabilities allowed me to play on the Principality Stadium. I've played in two World Cups. Um, done things I should you know my talent would should not should not let me do I'm not I'm not very good um I've seen a lot of tears of happiness and joy um talk to parents we've changed their life their kids lives their you know their their, their um the way they they do things um both at home and and socially you know it teaches you so many things when we, we went to the world cup in ireland last year and a lot of what some of the guys learned was not actually on pitch they learned to be more independent they were used to being served and waited on and obviously that doesn't fly when you're a bunch of other lads in a flat do it yourself They're perfectly capable and i think a lot of people i've got to be careful how i say this a lot of people with disabilities are mollycoddled and rightly so to begin with, because absolutely that's what you would do as a parent. I need to fix this. What can I do to help them? How do I make? You know, how do I do things for you? Um, but it only goes so far, and it gets them so far. And a part of our job is to stretch them and push them as safely and professionally as possible. And they're capable of so much. Mm. And then, then when they do these things, you know, they just see them fly, and it's, it's incredible. You know, we've had guys turn up and they could barely catch and pass. I've had guys with learning difficulties, sensory difficulties, can now what we call. Um, um, you know, they, they make good decisions, pass at the right time. They can pass it one-handed. Um, they can fake passes and scoot round people. Um, yeah, we've had, you know, we've people win awards for the work that they've done in the community. Uh, not just us, you know, they've, they've come with us and then been empowered to do that. We've had people, we had Joanne, an amazing story. She came with us to the World Cup last year when we didn't have a women's team, but we took two women, her and Sarah, to the World Cup. And they played with the Spanish side. She went away from home for the first time on her own uh, with 30 lads and Sarah. Um, and we didn't really, and we were worried about them. You know, what are they going to be okay? We found a Spanish team for them. They found the Spanish teammates on the Sunday. We didn't really see them the rest of the week. Hmm. Uh, we'd just see them after every game. They'd come around the corner sweating and full of the joys. And um, yeah, she played on the pitch on her own. They've really put the two of them on the pitch at the same time. Um, so she t had all her safety blankets taken away from her. She took contact for the first time, because that's what mixability allows you to do. There's a mix of contact and limited contact, so people can play with some form of identification, like a bib or a, um, um, a head guard or something like that, um, to identify they have limited contact. But she took her identification off and played full contact. Um, and then, yeah, her mum and dad, unbeknownst to her, turned up on the last day to watch her play. 
um, at the home of Munster and watch the play on the on the main pitch there. Um, and there were tears all around for that. But no, it is it's it's been life changing for so many people in 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 so many ways. And that that truly is it, you know. Um, and it's a mark of the the turnaround for you personally as well with this award. Yeah. So just just tell us about that. <laughs> tell us about that and what that means. Uh, this means an awful lot. So the UK Coaching Inclusive Award for 2022. Um, it, one of those things you see and you enter and you think, I will never win that, but that'd be nice. And just to be nominated was amazing. You know, we, we were very lucky to win um, an award from the Active Partnership four years ago, I think, as the most welcoming club, which we talk about a lot because it's such a lovely title for an award. And I, I do hope you guys bring it back because I think it's, it's great for people to be able to share about. That's what people want. They want to be welcomed. Uh, and a lot that's done us so much credit. Um, so to be recognised on a regional basis is amazing, but on a national basis, just to be nominated was incredible. Um, but yes, everything we stand for, it's a kind of, a, it's, I don't know, it's, it's probably, it's not, it is the right word inclusive, but it's not powerful enough a word in a way. You know, I, I don't know, but it's, it, it, yeah, I think everyone was genuinely shocked and moved. You know, we, they asked us, oh, do you want to come up? It's a, you know, an award ceremony in Leeds and all this. And we're like, I can't really afford it. It's a Tuesday night and oh, we're not going to win. And then I've sat at home looking after my little lad and yeah, Instagram popped up and was like, You've been tagged in a post by UK Coaching. I was like, what? And yeah, there it was. And then, yeah. Finally, give us, give us um, some advice, either a piece of advice you've been given or something that you'd pass on to people when it, when it comes to you know, good inclusive coaching and all the benefits that it has. Um, uh, we used to be told when I used to work in radio, we start with the, the listener and work backwards. What do they want? and work backwards and you won't go far wrong it's the same thing what do your players want what do your members want I had this conversation a year or so ago with someone at the club and you will get some people who are resistant to change and they were very much like well we need you know the team should be playing every week and and we need all you know as many teams playing as and my point was is that what they want to do do they want to play every week some people will but some people won't some people who are less serious older you know the injured the socials not so good players there's other things. Um, so you've got to listen to your audience. What do people want? And you give them what they want. The guys who come to Mixability, the girls now who come to Mixability, they want, and there's different things. And that was, that's been interesting to me as well. Women want a different set of criteria to what, to what guys want. And there's a guy, who knew? Um, so that's been an education. Um, but listen to them. So, you know, girls, uh, for women so far, it seems to be learning new skills, a welcoming, safe environment and inclusive is very important for them but a safe place with a safe space where they can change in privacy and be and be secured and welcomed and it's friendly and it's about you know that new group of friends as well as being safe and secure and empowered whereas the guys again it, it's more it, it's you know it's fun as well guys very much it's fun um open to everyone no judgments and stuff like that um it's just what do, what do they want what do people want and give them what they want So there we have it. A huge thanks to our guest and, of course, to you for listening to this episode of Spotlight on Inclusive Coaching. Remember, if you want to know anything about the Coaches Academy or get more support on your coaching journey, then go to the Active Herefordshire and Worcestershire website, which is activehw.co.uk. We'll see you soon. <laughs>